When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Talking Cop on this Sunday night. I'm Gavin, with me I have got Emma, I have got Shani. Where's Keith, you ask? Keith's not well. All the house are all sick, so we just said to him, Keith, relax there. We'll talk to you during the week. Um, Liverpool 3, Burnley 1 at Anfield yesterday. The lads done, as always. A post-match reaction to that, that was Matt and Kev. That's available there for you on YouTube or download. And tonight, as always on a Sunday, we'll just talk a little bit about the match, some of the players, anything else outside of that with regards to Liverpool and then we'd be on our merry way Shawnee beautiful beautiful top you have on you tonight um, I'm loving 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 the orange how are you? Good They're Good, in good not form. bad Yeah in good form the, back to winning way for the Reds we haven't uh, haven't had to have too many bounce backs this season thankfully I think that last week was the third game I think we lost all season in all competition so can't complain enjoying it enjoying the end of it a brilliant, a brilliant era in a modern Liverpool, let's say. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, Kieran says, another Super Bowl where I'll fall asleep during it. Of course, the Super Bowl is on. Uh, 11.35, I think it kicks off later on. Go Giants. Um, so, um, yeah, enjoy that if you're watching it. Uh, who's in it? 49ers Chiefs and the, the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we might have a little prediction on that later. Emma, how are you? Yeah, good. Better than last week. Um mm-hmm. Great, to, like Shani said, great to get back to winning ways. Can I ask you both, Shani? I'll start with you. How many of them boys on the pitch yesterday did you think at halftime definitely have the flu? All of them. Yeah. Yeah. The ball boys. Everything. <laughs> it must. It must be long COVID. That would get me started main, on the first half. Half long the main COVID, stand. Yeah. Very, very long COVID. Yeah. Now you know what I'm jumping straight in like fucking. Emma posted um, a thing in the group saying that Alisson and Gomez went down on the walk and I, I thought to myself, right, this is going to be one of them games. Like, even in, in 1920 when we won the league, there was games where it was just, for want of a better word, scuttery, shy. Like it was just... Remember the, the, the game against Brighton where Alisson gets sent off and just yeah. games like that. And you just think this is going to be trickier than it needs to be. Uh, Burnley rooted to near bottom of the table. Like, do you know, look, you're seeing them roll over and get the belly tickled against City, but 
you just felt like, okay, you hear Klopp saying, oh, the flu's at the run. And it can happen because at the end of the day, you're going to need to remember that they are fucking, they're humans. Like at the end of the day, no matter how fit you are, yeah. if there's a belt of flu running through the squad, it's it's fairly hard to just do normal operating things rather than having to run 12, 13 kilometres in, in a high-intensity game of football. So um, it was kind of, and it's going to be like, if we were all fit, I'd just kind of be thinking, we just fucking three points and get out here. But after the first half, I was like, oh, fucking hell, just, just get to get the win and bounce because it was a particularly tough watch. And to be honest with you, they were actually, to give Burnley that props, it wasn't like a fucking stoke rocking up and just being real pragmatic. They played some nice football. They were nice on the eye. They were popping it around a little bit in the first half. So the game kind of went as I expected. And looking at the fixtures, I'm, I... Spoke to you about this last night. I expect the next a few games like that to be like that now in, in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Um, just like kind of in a title charge where you just sometimes you just have to navigate when it's it's not going your way. There's injuries are adding up, missing a few key players, and that's the way it played out yesterday. It was a professional job in the end. And look, Arsenal win six 0 today. City dispatch everything, and we beat Burnley. And you only get three points for a win. So it doesn't really fucking matter how you get it done. It's just about getting it done. So I thought it was going to be... It kind of played out the way I thought it would. But thankfully, it wasn't one of them. We are going, oh, for fuck's sake, you're not going to win the league if you're dropping points at Hampton Burnley. Thankfully, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, the thing is, right? Like, what, what you you did say it was it looks like uh, Alisson and Gomez is out. And then I was like, okay, he'll just play... Quan, he's playing Quanta anyway. He'll play Kelleher. He'll play Robertson. I'm absolutely fine with that. Who's in midfield? Who's up front? I'm. I'll be absolutely fine with them. But the thing about the first half for me was is that I was looking at them going. There's a few ideas shouldn't be in playing. Like Trent Alexander Arnold is no way in no way fit. I don't care what anybody says to you. He is no way fit. He didn't. He was hanging legs everywhere. He was like he was walking to take throw-ins, walking to take free kicks. He was blown after 25 minutes of the game and I was like he could be getting hooked here like that's but and that's what kind of stuck a bit of fear into me Emmett that like don't get me wrong everyone at full pace that team absolutely just put Burnley away and they do in the end don't we you know what they do but the first half Emmett looked like there's a few of them in there that are struggling and they've just just about managed to declare themselves fit while the other boys obviously didn't yeah no that uh... They may not have had flu, but they could have been coming off the back of it. So when he says it's gone through the squad, like five or six of them could have had it earlier on in the week. And the flu knocks the bollocks out of you. Like, so if they and also, if they're not training, it's just, you're absolutely zapped. We've all had the flu. Remember, remember flu used to be a thing. Then it seems yeah. to be a thing again. It was COVID for a while, but um, yeah, you could, you could just tell it was just, and I know I'm, I was moaning about the first half, but that was particularly bad. Like we've been bad in first half before, but that just looked like a gang of strangers trying to play football together. There was less energy than we'd normally have when we have no energy in the first half. It just looked shocking. And yeah, it was a, it's, it, they either have it or they're, they've just come back from having it or they're just over it. And that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, um, go on. Yeah, I think one of the commentary that I was watching said that uh, maybe Trent realised halfway through the game that he had it. 
the the flu does just hit you out of nowhere like it's not a it's it's not a kind of a slow grower you can't just one minute feel grand next minute feel shit um but you're hoping it's a you're hoping it's more so the flu than it is the knee injury wasn't there some somebody said it was a pain in his knee as well that he may have been rushed back too quickly and would he have played yesterday look i know bradley god love him isn't there for other reasons but would trent have played um as quickly if bradley was still around i don't think so i think i'd like to see bradley still in the team you see the thing with, with trent is if that if that knee issue is still there and they're rushing him back i don't really go along with that i think it's more likely that trent said yesterday look i'm not 100 percent, you know but I, i'm okay to play. And you know, and then it was just a kind of caught up run by half time and he went, Look off. Do you know the sort of way? Because I think if it was a knee injury, you know how Liverpool go on. If you have an injury and they're not sure on you, they just won't play it. How many fellas have you mm. seen that went to be over two weeks in a row for four? They just won't play it. Do you know the sort of way? And the first half, like you know, we go one nil up, Jota gets the goal, and Jesus, thank God he's around at the minute. But Jota gets the goal, they equalise. But the whole overall play, Shawnee, was like Emmett said, there was no just, just it, was, it just looked like we were like 10-15% below what our usual energy levels are. And that enabled, I think, Burnley, in fairness to them, who tried to play, but actually gave Burnley some, you know, confidence and, and uh, encouragement in the fact that, Jesus, we're trying this. Liverpool would usually eat us up, eat us up while we're doing it and go and kill us. But we're actually getting a few fucking noise in here with regards to attempts on goal and stuff. And it just affected us big time for 45 minutes, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It, like there was there was some like notably poor performances in the in the force. And look, you don't want to go in and go out the top and be hypercritical because like it's it was one of the sick games where there was a bit of a scenario going on where there was sickness. And I'm not making excuses. Klopp alluded to it in the presser the day before that he didn't know what the makeup of the squad was going to be because there was an issue with sickness yeah, in it. And that's you what have, me. You've Kanate who's suspended, and then obviously Alisson Gomez ended up being ill. And I think it was just one of them where it was kind of like, right, just fucking get through this. Just dig in and, and get born at home at Anfield. It's manageable. Like, you know, it's not like fucking, they're not coming and not playing a Brighton him might be spiked. And they came and had a go. They had a bit of impetus, impetus about them from the off. And they did. They had a go. They played some nice football. Like, Van Dijk looked yards off it. He was just swiping at everything. It was uncharacteristic. And then we'd kill her and goal. Who ends up, who ends up doing well? I don't think this. I think there's been moments this season in games where Kelleher probably hasn't covered himself in glory um, when he's come in. And I'm not digging the lad out. I just I feel it, the lack of game time looked like it was probably finally starting to kind of affect his game. But he was good as well yesterday. So, like, you're absolutely mad if you think Bonnie didn't look at the team sheet yesterday, seeing Kwanzaa in there and Kelleher and Tart. Do you know what? If you're ever going to get a fucking result at Anfield, it's today. Um, obviously, with what was surrounding and kind of need to be commended I think Liverpool for a, a job very well done professionally especially in the second half how they managed the game um, and it, look it's not a case where we were outly shy and we were lucky to win which there was games this season where we've played really fucking poor and won yeah look I, I remember coming on shows here saying do you know what we'll play better than that and get beaten in games this year yeah um, and now and we're at the stage where we go we'll play worse than that and 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 Lewis, you know, sort of way. Yeah, I would play exactly. that and Lewis. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, it, it's just kind of 
it's box ticking now, isn't it? We're at that stage. It's like it's February now. I think if we negate this month, we could come out with a trophy, a bit of silverware, and then you're setting up a big showdown with City at the start of March. And there's a couple of roadblocks in between, a couple of banana skins, I think, league games. Um, mm. I know you I have your eye on this next one. No, yeah, no, like I, I was like, I won't lie to you. I've really enjoyed watching this team this year, even before I knew what clubs to patch and all. I have, I, I, I've enjoyed seeing the kind of the change up, the different approach. I was worried about the Bournemouth game. I was worried about Bournemouth game before I kick off. I thought again, short weather, short conditions, just one of them where it can be tricky. I'm missing Salah, a couple of players out. Um, Bradley plays that game. Brilliant. So, I expect 12 30 away to Brentford to be tricky. Brentford have been like a time we've struggled away to Brentford since, yeah, we've drawn three all and lost three. We've not won there, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been been a struggle there, and they're a good direct side with with quality in there. And I do look, I'm not saying I want them to be the fucking next Liverpool manager. I do rate Thomas Frank, I think he's a good coach, I think he's done a really good job there. So it's kind of like when you're looking at the blocks of games, you're kind of thinking, oof, a win there will be huge. Considering we're playing before the other two as well, um, I expect Saturday to be a really fucking tough game. I Looking at our fixtures, I do think we have the nicest run in of, of the three teams. Do you? Teams of, yeah, I do, yeah. I do. I look at it, running and I'm kind of thinking there's bleeding stuff happening all over the place because, like. Yeah, but I, know, yeah, I think <coughs> City, City have. They play Arsenal again. They have to go to sports. Um, they have to come to us. They have to come to Anfield. Arsenal have to go to Man City. They have to go to sports. They have to go to United. Um, they have to go to United. We have to go to United, of course. They have to host Villa. Yeah, yeah. We have to go to Villa. Like it, I do we've, think we've 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 City at home. United away. We've sports yeah. at home. We Villa away. I yeah. just think, and yeah. then and then the whole everything thing. If we stay in all these cups, everything could be the yeah. the wins no, before the season I, finishes. I be... I'm not, um, I, normally, I'd be fucking the pessimist when looking at a fixture list, but I, it makes me the optimist. I do look at ours and think, and I, I maintain what I said. I think if I go into that city game with a chance to go ahead of them with a win, I stay ahead with a draw. Well, bang in it. Like it's not. I don't think it's a. 90 point that season where two teams are just fucking way better than the rest. There's some really some teams coming into form now. Spores proving to be like resilient. Villa slipping a little bit, but but in the mix. Newcastle capable of being anyone on the day and putting up them on the day. They've been picking up a few results and they're climbing up. And they're all like there's jeopardy all over the table. Spores become a good side and Arsenal are picking her up again. So I do think everyone's going to be. Dropping points and beating everyone, but I do like the look of their running. I do. I just. I think. I think Saturday coming is one of the more difficult games we have left in the calendar. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just think that the the form we've shown at Brentford, um, the three all we should win. Let's be honest about it. Mm. The one we get beaten there last season were what poxy, like we're appalling, right? Yeah, and it is one of those games we're in that season, and I think Liverpool will probably have a a point to prove. Um, with regards to going to Brentford, but just quickly on on you know you're saying you win you get three points and there's jeopardy all over the league because there is there's jeopardy over everything at the minute and I think yeah, that's going to continue. Every single position is up for grabs. Yeah, I think I think top four is going to go to the death. Um, you know I think fifth, sixth, seventh, like you know those conference division, all that's going to go really really close. But Emma, 
Like you look at the weekend, right? Just quickly on this because like Liverpool don't play well and win. I think City don't play well and win. I think City don't have a shot on target that they scored against Everton on 71 minutes and having a sec- two shots on target all game and it's the second goal they score. Arsenal, I think today, I'd, people are reading into West Ham being shy today. I'd actually read into a bit more than that. I think that's a real statement win from Arsenal today where Arsenal have gone, we won last week and they deserved it and we've backed it up this week with a fucking hammering of West Ham. Do you know what I mean? And people would kind of go, ah, West Ham are shy and try to write it off. I wouldn't be as quick to write it off. I think... Arsenal backing that up is, is major for them but it's for you is it just same as it's just case of look it doesn't matter really who you're playing from here on in just go and win your game because that's what that's the stage we're at now yeah that's what Sean said just go and get your three points if you can get it before they play even better to pull the pressure on um, I kind of agree with Sean with the, with the running Um I prefer to have ours over others. I think we have the whilst we have tough teams, we like so we've got United away, we've got Villa away. I'd much prefer to have them away than to have Spurs and Man City. I just away. I just look at our last three. I think it might be Spurs at home, Villa away, Wolves at home, and I just think there's more tricks in there than the others have. That's maybe I'm wrong. The, the only the only thing that gets worried toward the end of the season is that are you coming up against teams to have something to play for? Right, mm. um, they'll all want to beat us anyway. But are Villa going to be pushing for the top four, or will they be over by then? Uh, do you know what I mean? Our Spurs yeah. there are thereabouts for top four. Uh, Wolves will probably be being in around about 13, 14, safe, not not pushing for Europe. They'll be playing with their flip flops on. But it is just about grinding out results now. And um, I'd even I don't think at any point this season, maybe Chelsea. But again, you're looking at the the actual opposition. I don't think we have been at our best at all this season. But I also don't think that Man City have been at their best. Do I think that Man City haven't been at their best because of injuries or because they... I don't think they have the ability to be as good as they were last year, year before. I think they're, they've they changed slightly. That's, the team probably isn't as strong. I think we're not at our best because we're our, we've brought in a whole brand new midfield. And we can get better. I think Man City kind of without adding probably obviously in the camp before the end of the season, they can hit a certain level but not go past it. I think we can go past a certain level. Like two weeks ago, we were looking at all. Oh, we've only got two people left to come back: Thiago and Bacetic. Now all of a sudden, we've a list of about seven or eight people long that might miss the next couple of games. Um hopefully we're getting those back because they don't seem to be too bad of injuries so hopefully we get them back for the running um it is just go get your i don't if it's one nil nobody cares like shani says you get three points whether it's one nil or six nil i know what you're saying about arsenal and the statement win but again they still only get three points for it mm. they get the same amount of points as we get for a scuttery win against burnley yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's but, just going to get the win, regardless of what. Like, do, would you like to see Liverpool play absolutely unbelievable football and blow everybody away? Of course you would. But when have we ever done that and easy? It's just all about the three points. Mm. Bob Paddock reckons um, City have the best fixture list in the run, in, in his opinion. He says we need to beat them. Um, Arsenal seem to play the same 11 each week. Very lucky with injuries, says Carl. Yeah, I was looking at Arsenal's bench today and I was like, Jesus, when you look past that 11, there isn't an awful lot there, but they're winning. And, you know, once they keep winning, um, there you go. Um, 
anyway I just wanted to ask you that as to where you see we are but I think we're all kind of in, a, in agreement that just keep winning your games and you know whoever you come up against like we have we have um, of course we have uh, Brentford away then we play Luton at home in the mid- midweek then we play the League Cup final then we play the FA Cup that midweek and then I think we're away to Forest and that kind of brings us into the very end or start toward the 4th of March and then That's the next one and then the next That's one is City yeah um, anyway Moving on to yesterday, because I want to go through a couple of players, right? Um, and we've spoken at length about Kelleher, um, and I think he does really well yesterday. I don't think he can do that on the goal. I think he just comes across as a brilliant fucking header. Like, it's just powered into the goal, right? Um, and we've, we've spoke. Other than that, I think he comes out well. He blocks a couple. He makes a couple of good saves. I think he was absolutely fine. I want to talk about Andy Robertson, because... Under the radar, I know we've been banging on about Joe Gomez and absolutely brilliant, but when we're talking about run-ins and stuff like that, Emma, you know, bringing back a player like this and getting him back up to speed and having him there, that's priceless, along with Salah coming back. But, you know, I'm not saying drop Joe Gomez for a minute. Make your own mind up who you want to play left-back, but having someone like that that's been through it all with Liverpool coming back to full fitness, I think is huge. And I think it showed in parts yesterday, his experience. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna like it's massive having him back. Like he's like when all fit and when all match fit, he's he has to be your starting left back. Joe Gomez has done extremely well and will be hard to shift, but it's a great problem to have uh, to, to know that should anything should Robo break down or should Simicast break down, you've got Gomez to sit in there. Um, having on Andy Robinson back is gonna be brilliant. I still don't think he's back to full fitness. Um, I think Klopp even said in his own press conference that like last week was important because when these boys are coming back because they've been out for so long, they don't just go straight back into training with the the first team. They have to do different training because the, the, the first team are used to playing now, he said, three, every three days nearly are playing. So it's it's there's not as intense training for those, whereas Robbo is going to need it. So that's what he said about last week coming on against Arsenal. Um was to get that kind of match feeling. He said you can't get, you can be training fit, but you can't be match fit. Um, and you do see him kind of slowly coming back into it. And I thought he had a, a, a decent enough game yesterday. I'd just like to see him maybe link up a little bit because when he was gone, we thought maybe Diaz isn't playing great or he is, isn't playing to the standards that he could have. Obviously, there was other reasons, but maybe Robertson will bring that out in him. Didn't really see that much yesterday but i'd like to see that them kind of link it up a little bit more uh down that left side um but yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be he's a he's his national captain like it's another voice on the pitch as well and he has that bit of kind of dog in him as well that maybe we were missing little bits of uh, that kind of gives you kind of nearly a psychological ed- edge as well mm. but uh it's gonna be massive having him back yeah Shani, <coughs> another man returning yesterday, and um, I thought he was excellent, was um, Endo. Um, yeah. I think he comes in there yesterday, you know, uh, he goes back into the six, McAllister moves ahead, and um, he just went, for me, he went around the pitch yesterday, Shani, and while we were poor, he was still mopping things up. I love the fact that we should have had a free kick, and then he just went and just took a fella out and went, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? But for him to come back and just be straight back into it, and... I don't think his level dropped. I don't think it, I don't think you've seen a drop in level yesterday to what you've seen before he went away in early January. Um, again, just another player we have there. And 
I think he's I think he's really important in these situations where there might be a bit of flu going through the squad. We might be down a couple of bodies. You need someone that that's not pretty that'll just fucking stand on you know strikers toes from long kicks and stuff like that just to just to get in that way. I, I thought he was excellent when he came back yesterday, Sean. Yeah, yeah, and I think a ground endorsement for Endo would be that. Think about in August when the signing was announced, everyone was kind of on their world and thinking, ah, what's the fucking point? And then you were kind of, there was a, a sense of comfort now that our Endo's back today and we, mm. and we have Endo in there. Don't get me wrong, like fucking McAllister has put in some outstanding performances in the six while he was away, played some of his best football, but yet for them. Endo is limited, but what he gives us is very, very valuable, especially in games like that. And I mean, I don't, I mean, limited in in a as a term of endearment, to be honest with you, because I think his abilities are are way overlooked. He's just clever and always there, um, and the engine to build. He grew into the game. I thought the longer the game went on the stronger he looked. He was still flying around the pitch. So, yeah, uh, a great player to have and and an absolute brilliant bit of business he's proved to be, I think, by Liverpool. Um, obviously not... It's not ideal for your starting six, if I'm being totally honest. Like I think Liverpool will probably be looking in the market next year regardless of who the manager but Definitely a player worthwhile having around. Um, he's, he's proved to fucking... A very, very, very astute bit of business by Liverpool, and he's come in and really put a foot wrong. Um, delighted with him, to be honest with you, turning out to be kind of a a cult hero, which I think a lot of people called. To be honest with you, I don't think anyone I hadn't a clue who that fellow was this time last year. I'm not going to lie to you, but he's come on, come in, and and he's done really well. He's done really, really well. And then again, I think another facet of the play is how well the bench players come in and contribute and change the game. Um, mm. I'm sure we'll get on to that. So well, we're going to get on to one of them in a minute, yeah. A lot of the characters and the marks of a, of a Liverpool team kind of showed up yesterday. The lads were very professional and delighted to have delighted to have Endo back. He's going to be huge for us. Mm. Absolutely huge. He's an Shut enabler. I, we used the word fucking time and time again about what we needed in the summer and I think the word enabler always came up and that's exactly what he is. Um, he's a water carrier and you fucking, you need water carriers or as Bill Shankly called him, a, a, a piano carrier. Just give me one piano player and 10 people to carry it and that's all you need. And if you're going to win Arton, you, you look at any team that's won Arton going back years, Chelsea had like a Ramirez or a Kante or players who are facilitators. United, look at, United had players like Nicky Butt Darren Fletcher, Jisung Park. Like, there's characteristics in these sides of teams that end up winning a lot of trophies. And it's players like Endo where they're fucked in there. And that makes Gary McAllister for us when, when he comes in that season. Just kind of knits it all together in a way that's not too fancy. He's been a fucking brilliant sign. And it means the world to him to play for Liverpool, which for me is is better than that. And you could have a fucking... 100 to 100 million shy hogs running around an eight year contracts like like the lads at Chelsea. Mm. Uh, I'd much rather win win trophies with lads um, like Endo and the team. That's the god honest truth. Yeah. 
Um, he, he, saw a different he saw a different side to his game yesterday as well. He was getting forward a lot. And even his passes, he was sliding passes through out to the wing. Um, and maybe he just has, uh, maybe both of them, him and McAllister, were the two of them playing there, kind of give each other freedom. One sits, one goes. I, I thought he played really well yesterday. And the, the progressive play, like we saw him before he went away and to the Asia Cup, breaking things up, getting his foot in, being like loves an old tackle like do you know what i mean like that one yesterday you said god there was a foul and he was it was nearly like he said that's not a tackle i'll show you how to tackle like yeah. and just, if you're not giving that yeah. let's see if you give this <laughs> do you know what I mean? we should just like, give them all fucking gum shields like just i'm all for lads wearing gum shields i think he's he's absolutely brilliant and it was just a shame that it broke up and he had to go to the ace because he was building up ahead of steam mm. but like he's come back and all right, bit of a slow start, but maybe it was him and McAllister trying to get used to playing together. I don't think they had played together before today, had they? Not started. I can't anyway. remember the midfield of Endo Jones, McAllister, to be honest with you. So it probably took them a, a 15 minutes or so to kind of figure it out, but both of them, I thought, grew into the game were excellent mm -hmm. second half. And of course, Curtis Jones, end, Curtis Jones ended up changing position. Right I mean, that was absolutely fine there as well. But you see, the thing with Curtis Jones is, I know it was an awful lot of time. I think he plays left back for his loads. Loads. Mm. Like he literally just turns up at left back and says to the left back, You go on in there somewhere and I'll just I'll just monopolise this left side of the pitch with whoever's playing me and I'll you know, I'll I'll kind of bend it to my my own feelings here. Um and he does it loads, but he just ends up at right back and he just does his job. Um Shawnee, I'll stick with you because this lad we're gonna talk about for me changes the game and turns it on its head. Right? Absolutely turns it on its head. And we've banged on about him all season. And to be honest with you, every time we give him a bit of credit, we end up with comments from somebody going, oh, you give him way too much credit. Whereas I think when he's come on this season in the games, I think he's been brilliant. Um, and that's Harvey Elliott. And he must be sitting there going, how do I get a fucking start in this team? Because every time I come on, I'm oh, doing wait. this, I'm doing this. I'm, but the thing is, like, he comes on yesterday. And uh, my biggest thing with Harvey Elliott is, he clearly sits on the bench and watches games unfold. He's not sitting there going to head down, I'm not playing. He's obviously intently watching games because the, the speed at which he gets, not maybe not to the pace of games, but to the flow and the way and the gaps and, and all these things in games, I think is brilliant. He comes on and he knows where the gaps are going to be. He knows where to hit the attacking pass, the incisive passes, where to keep it simple. And, and he comes on yesterday and honestly, Sean, he was fucking brilliant when he came on. He gets yeah, two assists. Yeah, he, he gets excellent. two assists, and he he, he he actually just takes Liverpool's level, brings it up in intensity, and goes, right, this is the level we're at. This is where I'm at, and he's all fucking staying there for 45, and that's the end of it. He was brilliant. Yeah, but I think it was a response from him, Gav, to be honest with you, because I think his last two cameos off the bench have been atrocious. Like, But... Do you think it's a response from him? Because I think he should have started at Arsenal ahead of Graven. No, well, he's, he's at fault for the second goal, the, the talk goal against that. He's, yeah, and, okay. Again, it, I, but that's where, that's I, where the response comes. Yeah, I really like Elliot. I do. I, I said it loads of times on this pod and I put my hand up. I didn't see where he plays in the midfield. I, I still don't see him as an eight, but I see him as a, an asset. Whereas he's kind of like a, a fucking ace in the hole off the bench where you can bring him in and he can do... Bits off the right, and, and he's really good contributing going forward. I just worry about he has no fucking idea what does be going on behind him. We've seen in the Chelsea game, 
the ball bounces in behind him. He, he can't get around quick enough. He can't run. I don't think he has the legs to be honest. But just being, I'm being. Yeah, no, I think the Chelsea goal, the, the goal you're talking, or the thing you're talking about is, is the Chelsea goal. And what I actually think happens to him is he comes out and he's running way too fast too soon. Yeah. And, and it's he, just, he, he just caught. Loud. I don't know. Look, I'm being, I am nitpicking here, but because no, you're people, people are getting at you saying, oh, you don't, you, you do big him up too much. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think he's, there's been games where he's come on and he's been fucking phenomenal. He comes on away at Arsenal, uh, Newcastle, and he's fucking off yeah. the chain. Walk he does. Won't get the credit for it. Wins the, the game at Palace. Is off the, yeah, wins the game at Palace. Luton, he gets the assist for the, the equaliser and he turns the game on its head the other day. I just I I just worry about and and I'd have to say like I I, I can level this at Gravenbridge as well. You can just tell sometimes the lads I don't know whether they don't get obviously they give up bollocks, but they're not thinking. They're not sniffing danger. They're not seeing what's going in. Point like the goal, the tall goal last week against Arsenal. Like what the fuck's he doing? I may as well have been marking Trotter. Yeah. Why you? Why are two years going to get the ball popped around them? But the flip side is, like you said, you can see he's obviously looking onto the pitch. He's a very intelligent footballer. Not to rem- not to remember, he's. I think he's only twenty, isn't he? I think twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. He's still. He's so young. He's so young. Um. He's bundles of talent, loads of ability. He loves that little clip ball where he just kind of wraps his foot around it. Um, and it's kind of like you really, you meet that there. And uh, there's just, he's, he's had loads of goal contributions coming off the bench. He's got a couple of his goals, got a couple of goals. A brilliant footballer. I love his role in the team at the moment. I like, and he should relish his role in the team at the moment. I agree. Because there's loads of football to play. Um, there's loads of football to play. I'd imagine Curtis Jones is probably sitting in the same seat as Harvey Elliott was a couple of years ago. Going, I've been really good when I come in here, and I'm not getting starts. Now Curtis Jones is. He, he think he's played more games in the midfield. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's one of the first names of the team. She. Yeah. So uh, look again the same way you need players like Endo in your team to win trophies. You need players like Harvey Elliott who are able to come on and, and sniff her out and, and turn on his head. And again, another lad who for me is it's super important. He fucking loves playing for Liverpool. Mm. He loves playing for Liverpool. That's huge for me. I think people often know about look that it matters to him. He cares. He's not just coming on and collecting the fucking wage. He comes on yesterday and it has a massive effect on that game. Mm. And, and th- that's what you want bench players to do. I think Liverpool have Double the amount of goal assists and contributions off the bench. Now it helps when we have the forward players that we do, but like he's coming on. I'd say he probably has four or five goal con- contributions assists this season off the bench in all competitions, six, which is huge for him. He wins the game away at Palace and he comes on and, and turns the game on his head. I have absolutely no issue with Harvey Elliott and his. I love this role in the squad for him. I really do. I, I don't think it's a case where you're kind of going, well, what's he doing? And is he in the middle of the road somewhere? He's playing just enough football where he's not burnt out, where he's getting experience that I think it'll click for him and he'll be like a fucking massive footballer hmm. for Liverpool in the near future. I do really believe he has that, <clears throat> that ability. The pace thing, he looks quicker than he has in years previous. I just, runners off him. Is what I know, and that's that's gonna kill you if you're playing in the current system. But I'd I'd imagine the next manager coming into Liverpool will be looking at him going, "Fuck me, 
yeah. he's a really good footballer and I, and I can I could really walk with this kid um yeah brilliant I think brilliant. um I I I I take your points I think they're, I think they're excellent <clears throat> I think you know I, I I'm absolutely happy with where he is with regards to coming on you know um Pasio says there he's a quality player and if we're playing in Spain he starts a lot of games as an eight but this is ain't Spain and we aren't playing we are playing a lot of physical midfields from the start as the game ages it gets easier yeah I, I completely agree with that and maybe that's just the type of player he is in some games you can you can start him in some games you can't and I think he's been excellent off the bench I he's been excellent in some games he started but I think it's noticeable when he starts his output as to when he comes off the bench um yeah, he's allowed to make mistakes. I think the one against Chelsea, I think he's just he's just way too hyper when he comes on. And Chelsea just go, this fella's just pressing for no reason. He'll just pop it in here. And, yeah, and, and the one against Arsenal, him and um it was who was defending with him. Um they're both at fault. One of them should go to him, one of them should just get in behind and, and cover Trossard, you know. But that happens. Um but I'm I'm I agree with you. I I'm really comfortable where he is. And if he's coming on and he's affecting games like that, and it means then that Possibly, if we have the likes of McAllister, Endo, Sabas, Lloyd Jones, whoever in midfield, that are Gravenberch, whoever who's running teams to in, into the fucking ground for him to turn up on sixty five and go, listen, go on out there for half an hour, and then boys are wrecked. Have a go. I think, I think it's when you find the right things for people, you find that it's a bit like saying to a fella, go out and play for sixty, and you're coming it's, off because you it's don't an have it. Is a fucking massive headache for opposition defenders because. If you bring Gakbo off the bench or you're playing Salah, like Salah, they're two lads who are going to run at you and pin you to the line. and You're not going to want to get... You don't give them space. You don't let them get turned. Whereas the coin is standing off, Elliot, and he's like, all right, no, but I stand on me. I'm just going to clip this ball into the back post because I have the ability to do it or I'm going to slide one down the side. How many times have you seen him playing that little slide roll pass into Salah? Mm-hmm. Just down the side. He, he gives you a different headache because he's an attacker where, okay, I'll stand. He hasn't got a blister in place and he's not going to pour me, so I can stand up and give him a yard. I was just going to clip the ball in behind. He's a very intelligent footballer for his age. Yeah. The chat is lighting up with Verts. Yeah, obviously, you haven't watched Verts if you're playing them to Elliot that too. No, they play two completely different positions yeah, on the pitch. They, they play two completely different roles. Like, yeah. It, and the thing is, like, uh, like I know, I know, I know where the comparison is coming. Because no, Bert's, he's playing by like and he's managed by Alonso. Yeah, I know, I know, and I know that. But but the thing is, I think if you, I think if you stuck Elliot into Vert's position, I think you'd get more out of Elliot. But having said that, I don't think that's what Liverpool play at the minute. Whereas mm-hmm. if next season came and Alonso was in charge of Liverpool, you could see him going right. Listen, you're literally playing this position where Vert just literally floats and just. Helps out the right, helps out the left, holds it up, helps the midfield. He just that's a great show. Who put that in? That's a brilliant show. Juan Mate. Juan Mate. Yeah, but the left yeah. foot is probably where it comes from with that. But Emma, yeah, just pop it around it. Good, like not blistering pace, but skillful enough to do that. Yeah. I think he's and a he's long 20, way to go. He's twenty twenty one. Like you know, there's yeah, loads exactly. to come from. Yeah, Emma, just just on him between now and the end of the season. You know, like there's players out. You know, we're going to have that, whether it's injury or suspension or flu or whatever it might be. And you might have to use them in certain games from the start. You know, the sort of way. My only worry when you're playing from the start is when you play Trent as well, you end up with one fella being inverted, one fella not being really an eight or really a wide player. It kind of gets a bit disjointed for me. But mm. between now and the end of the season, we all have to be kind of happy here if Harvey Elliott 
if we if you can tell me that Harvey Elliott's coming on for half an hour in every game between now and the end of the season, it means he's gonna have a he's gonna have a fairly big impact, I think. Yeah, I I I the same as you. I love his his role at the moment. I just hope he loves it. <laughs> he should. He's probably playing more minutes than any other sub. I mean, he came on at half time the weekend. Um and when he's coming on with a half an hour to play, there's so much added on time, he's probably playing the guts of a half of football every game. Yeah. Um and I do think he I think you're right. I think he probably sits watching. He's probably told to sit watching. Where's the holes? You now go on it and go in there. The way we play in first halves of games doesn't suit him because we'd like to play a little bit disjointed for some sort of reason. But uh, yeah, no, I think he should be the first sub in my eyes uh, in the second half, around about the 60, 65 mark. Sean is right. He can, <clears throat> he can, he's not, he's not, he's not got the pace, unfortunately. And that's unfortunately, that's not something that he's going to get either. You don't get faster. You probably only get slower. Um, he can play those little slide balls. He can play the ones at the back post as well. But like we saw against Palace, he can also hit one. So he's a, he's a triple threat. Like, where, like so, yeah, I, I like his role at the moment. Um, I was probably one of the ones that didn't see where he fits into the side either. But now he, he's found that niche. That's that's his role. He's like the David Fairclough, if you will, super sub. He, I, he's... he's I, I probably count on one hand good games that he's had when he started. You'd need three or four hands to count the games that he's had good games in when he's come on off the bench. So mm. that's the way it should stay. Passio says, Elliot has only played 100 minutes less than Curtis Jones this season, which is which is mad when you think about it. Um, I just think, and, and that is a bit of a mad, a mad stat, but I think when you think of Curtis Jones, you think of Harvey Elliott, I think one's very, very established. In a position now, and I think one of them is trying his best to become established in some sort of position. But if he's established as that sub, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at 20 years of age in this Liverpool side that are chasing everything. It's simply, it's there's simply nothing wrong with it. And if you can, like, honestly, if you tell me that Endo McAllister, Sobersloy, Jones, right, are absolutely fit between now and the end of the season, and you're going to throw me Gravenberch or Elliot off the bench every single game I'm taking it every day of the week because I think Gravenberg can stretch teams with the way he moves with the ball and he's still learning he's still learning he's still the same age. he's the same age as fucking Harvey Elliott and Harvey Elliott is my, someone said there I think he has 100 games for Liverpool now um, and Harvey Elliott is just watching games and he, he can he can open you up and I'm, I think Liverpool go a long way this season if that's the scenario we end up with with them four man in those three positions overall, and these boys coming in on top of that, I think Liverpool will go a long way. Um, Elliot does what we kind of lack in the first half of games as well, as he moves the ball very quick, um, and and he gets the he presses really well as well. Um, sorry, four hundred minutes less, four hundred minutes less. Oh, um, oh, yeah, we just three games left. Yeah, a <laughs> hundred sounds. Yeah, four, but still, four hundred minutes is what three games at this fucking stage. You know what I mean? Four games. Um, which is not an awful lot for someone that's established compared to them. Um, and look, like I said, if he keeps doing that every week, like who has any issue? Harvey Elliott's not going to get to the end of the season if he wins two, three or four trophies and says, oh, I don't really come on as a sub. No, he's not. He's going to be like, that was fucking brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And there's so, there's so much more to come from them. There really is. Um, let me see. Uh, moving up front, Emmett, stay with you. The three boys score up front. 
And I think it's really good. And overall, I just want, you know, Salah's being pictured during the week. He's in the gym. Could he be back at the bench for Brentford? We don't know. But, you know, they were talking around the the 10th of Feb. He should be back 10th, 12th. We're in around that. So we're at that now. We're, We're approaching. Tomorrow's the 12th of February. But just overall, you know, have we given enough credit to this forward line in 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 his in his absence? Because I think they've done, I think they've done excellent in his absence. I don't think we've we're down on chance of created. I don't think average goals is down, and I think as a cover for what we're trying to do to get Salah back into this team for the running, you have to give huge amounts of credit to to you know Jota, Diaz, Nunes, and Gakpo. I think they've all been they've all played their parts. They, I think they had a bit of an off day last week and uh, maybe three, four weeks ago there was a little bit of concerns but but other than that like Jot is Jot like, do you know what I mean? he's a goal scorer he'll do nothing in a game for 70-80 minutes and then he'll score two goals like um, Nunes is running his absolute cojones off delighted he got his goal yesterday Diaz is slowly coming into it as well I thought they maybe looked a little bit disjointed in the first half, but the second half I thought they were all excellent. Um, Nunes especially. I just you I need think to stop kicking much... the fucking ball away though. I, oh yeah, stop. That's just like I get. I get he's frustrated, but he's being booked in two weeks now. One for flailing his arms around at the referee, which you know it's going to happen, even though he's right. And the second one, he literally gets. He thinks he's being fouled, and then he just kicks the ball away. Has he um, ever been? Has he ever been yellow carded for a, a tackle? I think I he think, might have been done for one of Sheffield United. One? Yeah. How many has he got? Do you I know what I mean? You can't, so you can't put a saddle on a Mustang, boys. That's the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he is. Yeah, I know. But, he's, but, but like, you know the way people get fined and all? They should be just giving him a dig when he comes down the tunnel, Johnny. Someone just, a, a sucker punches. Ah, as, as he turns that corner from the tunnel... One of the lads just going bang. That's for fucking kicking the ball away. Because well end- aware the ball is showing you everyone is talking about, man. Even people in our fan base giving them fucking show. He's well aware of all of it. You're absolutely mad if you think he's immune to it. He car- and he he carries it. But the thing is, I fucking love it about him. It gives him that edge. It gives I know, him that but Johnny, a couple of games down the road, and he's suspended it's for a game. Yeah. But you know what? I hope he gets booked. Against Brentford and then gets booked again. A fucking gets booked in the final and he can miss the game against fucking Southampton. That's the way I look at it. That's yeah, honestly. but you don't carry over into competitions now. They do. Don't think they do. Yeah, but I they think do. he also had. He also at this stage of the season you have to get ten. But I don't think he's anywhere near that. No, he's, no, he, I don't he, think he, you do. I think I what happens is after game. a certain point they all get put back to zero. If you if you get five more, that would be t- if you get five at the fourth period of the season, you get a ban. If you go another five, you get a two-game ban because it's a total of ten. Oh, I thought I thought it changes in January from five as a ban to ten as a ban, but you keep the cards. Anyway, look, regardless, I don't think he's anywhere near a ban, but I think we're a much. He's two bookings much, away from a two-game ban. Oh, is he? So as Tor says. No, because he needs ten bookings to he get ten bookings. He's on eight. He's on eight. Yeah, it's just now, now, now you don't like them. <laughs> no, I do. Like you can't, you can't. Like it's just fucking par- parcel. It's he plays with his heart on his sleeve, and that's it. You can't take that edge away from a player. It's as simple as that. You can't call him Darwin Chaos and fucking be putting all this stuff about how much you love him and then getting on him for that. That's the way he is, boys. That's 
he's South American. They they play with fucking the bit of fire in the belly. Sometimes you need the ice in the head, but that's what gives him the edge. Honest to God, he's still young as well. Yeah, he's relatively yeah. he he is he will be learning on the job. Last year he was swinging blow hooks at blokes now and getting sent off a lot. He's already coming on. You just have but to Dar- Darwin Nunes this season in the Premier League. Twenty three games, started fifteen, eight goals, seven assists, eight bookings. Yeah, does that did he get did he get a one game ban for five bookings? And he must have. No, or maybe he just bad. about missed and he's got four in his last four or something. Um, look, yeah, I, I just think like like you said, Sean, he's young. It is kind of passion and stuff like that. But like, I think we're a much weaker side without him, or less effective side 100%. without him in the team. So like, we don't need to be missing him for. Is it the ninth of March when City come to town? Yeah. You want him in? The, you want him in the team? So I'd be looking at him getting his suspension out of the way before that. But it's well gonna be tough that. to get a suspension out of the way before that because it's two games. And he I'm not, be, he'll be known. He'll be look. They'll just fuck it. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Can someone tell me? Because I remember there was confusion over this. Are they carried over into different competitions? I thought. Oh yeah, no, no. So if now league competition. So if you get suspended, if he gets two bookings in the next two games, which is what is it, Brentford and, and Luton midweek? Yeah, he'd be out for the next mid- two league games. I, no, he'd miss. He'd miss the league cup final. It's because it's the league. They carry, they carry, definitely carry in the League Cup. Unless they've oh, okay. changed that. Because okay. I, I remember someone getting sent off and one of their games was the League Cup. One of the games was a was a, a league right, game. I think I think they did I think they, I think they did I think they did change that a while ago. Give it over, give it over, Blaine looking into yellow cards. Fuck off, please. I'm just I'm just saying. Come here, you're telling me that. Hold on a minute. You're telling me that now and then he get his temp booking and you go, that fucking idiot. Look, that's I'm t- he's out of that game now. Look, that's but, football. That's Johnny, football. it's not Where football, though. Sean, it's not. 18 games of football at Liverpool by doing fucking stupid show you, and he's still regarded as one of the best players we've ever He's still regarded as one of the best players we've ever had. I understand that, but what I'm saying is I don't mind, I don't mind if he's getting yellow cards for a challenge or he's roughing a fella up, but he's literally getting fucking yellow cards for kicking the... I'd love to know how many of the eight are up from kicking the ball away. That's all I want Because he knows Look, he's fucking great for the stuff. Leave him alone. Anyway, he gets a great header yesterday. Unbelievable header. Yeah. Shawnee, let me ask you, because Emmett's saying, like, you know, that he's giving them credit, but the, 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 the boys that have played up front in, in Salah's absence, because everyone was telling you, oh, no, they're fucked. Salah's out. Well, maybe gone. He'd be gone to the middle of February because of the because of the, uh, Af- the AFCON and stuff. They've done excellent to keep us in that position. They all have, but especially the forwards, I think, to show up, get goals, get assists, big goals. Like they, they, they couldn't have done much more for Mo Salah to say, listen, will you come back into this fucking team and let's have a right go with this? Yeah, and look, I think when we we all remarked after Salah's last game was Newcastle, wasn't it? I think uh, when we done post-match shows after Newcastle, I think we were all saying, oh, look, a form like we did, we've not really lost games, and Salah's been out of the team. We, we've always won, and we just kind of had wars with each other, saying, "Do you know what? If um, the rest of us just need to step up, and that's ex- that's exactly what they've done. I think they've all been brilliant and contributed in their own ways. Um, Diaz has really looked like him not his old self again. He's picked up a bit of form. Jota is Jota, um, a killer, and um, Gakpo has been good foil, and, and Nunes is again. Not the prettiest on the eye. Yeah, he's hitting the crossbar and missing chances, but he's putting numbers on the board. And that's exactly what he's doing. And and 
I don't Nunez's game is not just solely all about numbers on the board. It's the effect he has on opposition teams with yeah, the attributes. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think that's often overlooked. I think Arsenal probably bred, bred a sort of relief last week and he was on the bench and you could see they were able to just go, do you know what? We'll stay by <laughs> 10 minutes here because no, neither of these three are going to run in behind you or I give you too much hassle and then you're going to, for fuck's sake. I seen Gabriel Magales talking about Darwin Nunes the other day saying, you don't know what you want to get, or you're going to get from I've played against him for Arsenal, I've played against him for Brazil and he's just fucking like lightning in a bottle trying to control him so that's what people need to do. look I, we haven't missed Salah have we no I don't think so I think no, we haven't uh, you know, like, you can go away to Arsenal and get beaten with Salah in your team course, like, it's, it's, it's one of the more difficult ways especially against the Arsenal so I think they've been fucking great honest to God I think they've been great I think so much how they've been right where it hasn't got to a situation where you're fucking hitting the blade in the emergency glass and, and rushing Salah back in to play football because you're struggling in front of goal. Hmm. Salah's been able to do his full recovery now and he'll come in. And if we were struggling and there was a talk of Salah being fifth for Brentford, he'd be starting. But yeah. the talk is, well, Salah might make the bench for Brentford because that's yeah. all he has to do at the moment. Yeah. And I think that's that that speaks volumes for how well the three boys have done. Um hmm. And I'll just caveat it all by saying I think where we end up this season will massively, massively um will 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 depend on if we can keep the Algojata fit because he is clutch. Yeah. As clutch is. Like I think if it's nil all against City in the ninetieth minute in a couple of weeks and they're picking one player for the ball to drop there. It's him. I know who I'm picking. Yeah, fucking right, it's him. He's the best finisher okay. at the club. I don't care yeah. anyone says. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so uh, there's a there's a there's a shout yeah. for the league, not just the club. I think possibly in the league. I think he's just brilliant. I think he sniffs. Uh, not, 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 not even that he sniffs it's out chances. Good. I just think with Diogo Jota, it's just like he's just a striker. Striker. That's what he is. You know what I mean? And the thing about him is, I think he's a bit of a throwback. And I don't mean that by, oh, he's in the box just fucking diving head and all. He he just has... I've, there's so many good strikers over the years where you go, he's not the tallest. He's definitely not the fucking quickest. But boy, Jesus, he seems to, the ball seems to get him in the box or he seems to be real direct with it. And he gets himself chances. And the majority of the time he takes them. Some of the times, like Chelsea at home, he must have slashed out of bleeding about five of them near the end, smashed them over the bar I know and all I know he's a bit of a muppet and ended up playing about everything, but uh, Connor Cody was on a podcast recently and uh, I think it might have been Ben Foster's and they asked him about Jota and he goes, I just remember the first time seeing him playing with him. It was against you know, in the FA Cup and he strokes three or four players off and just buries it and he, Cody was going around going, fucking hell, hell like, what's the story with this fella and what foot is he? Like, is he left-footed? Is he right-footed? Nobody could make out. Mm. He, he just, he, he had a, a good foot and a really good foot. Um, he's just, he's fucking class. I, yeah. I, I, really, I think, yeah. I think, but I think, like, people people just going back to, you know, are, are thinking, like, Salah gets back. I mean, you know, Salah, you know what Salah does. I think, I think the whole, I think what Salah brings as Salah is excellent. I think the fact that it's another option i.e. a fifth option up there is brilliant but I also think if 
the lads have done brilliant but I think when you when you start opening up a few more options to them like Jota you can go off and play left if Diaz isn't having the best of times Nunes you can now go left because Jota can go into the middle Gakpo you can go and play because Gakpo is probably the one that's looked a bit out of sorts without Salah there um, little bit but I think he's being really good I just think he looks like the one that's being yeah the, the rest of them look a bit more fluid. He's he's not. He, he kind of yeah. he likes Gakpo, playing with Salah. I think Gakpo, Gakpo could come on and be better in games. Yeah, I think, I think he likes playing yeah. with Salah, but I think I think you might see the best of Gakpo there where he goes right. Salah's back. I can go through the middle. And but again, you need to realise that Gakpo's another one where Klopp will go right. You know what? You're going to drop in and play as an eight this week, and yeah. I trust you to do that. Are you are you going to go out right? Are you going to play through the middle? Are you going to play in the left? And yeah. he's happy to do that because. It was temperament and the type of player he is. Like I'd imagine if you said to Gakpo, how many games you started for Liverpool in your favourite position? I'd say he probably could count on one hand. You know, he's since he's come in and like he should be commended for it in my opinion. He's done a job. He's done he's he's done a job whenever he's asked. Like one game stands out, he was brilliant the way to Madrid in the Champions League last year. I thought he mm. fucking ran his bollocks off and he's been good in that eight when he's being deployed there, but well, <coughs> like, you know, it's just it's just um, another element Salah coming back for yeah. for loads of different reasons. James Who's CBR says, "Well, one sec." James CBR, CBR says, "I saw Cody in a local Indian. He ordered a karma the bar and bastard." <laughs> um, who drops out? I'm not bothered. Um, the way I look at it is Liverpool have seven fellas or whatever on the bench. No, I'm not bothered either. But but who would you take out? Um, out out of front three that started. It, it all it all depends on what game you're playing. It really well, does. I think. Play. I take Diaz out and I put Nunes on the left. Uh, Jota through the middle, Nunes on the left, Salah on the right. I, I, do, I think that's yeah, what I, I, I could see something like that. Then again, against City, you could argue that you know Kyle Walker is really fucking rapidly fast as well. Could do you need someone a bit more Goyle? And then you could say, well, put Jota out there because if the chance comes on a back post, Jota will outthink Kyle Walker. In that in that case, do you know, there's, there's just so many, there's just options, and I think the fact that. We're really good at what we do at the minute. Um, I'm bringing in a, a Salah on top of that, and teams are going fucking hell. Like we we know we're going to have to deal with these for 60, 65, and there's another two pricks coming off the bench, and they're probably going to throw Harvey Elliott as well. Do you know the sort of way? So I just think the more options you have, the better. And it's not a case of ah, we've six there, but you can only really count four of them. Let's be honest, they've five there, and you can count all fucking five, and that's the biggest thing overall, lads. Before we go, really quickly. Um, everyone watched Bayer Leverkusen last night um, beat uh, Bayern Munich 3-0 and uh, Eric Dyer running around the pitch in the Bundesliga is, is something to behold but I watched the last night and of course it gets you thinking over the next Liverpool manager will it be Xavi Alonso and I watched them a couple of weeks ago I think it might have been against Munchen Gladbach and I felt I felt they were very playing in front of this team all the time and a lot of nice triangles and stuff like that but what I watched last night from them um, was terrific. It was fucking, you know, literally told Bayern to have the ball in the first 15 minutes. What can you do? And then went, yeah, you just can't really do much. Right, we're going to start playing now and just continuously open them up with like four passes going the full length of the pitch. But it was excellent to watch. Emma, where are you on this? Because most people, I think, have nailed their master of Javi Alonso um, to Javi Alonso. But, and I have. I'm going to say I have for, for numerous reasons. But... Where are you realistically on it? Do you think that, and I don't mean like what do you what do you want? I think you might want Alonso, but if you don't, tell me. But 
But are we being a bit naive to think that Liverpool are sitting there going, that Alonso fella's good, should we ring him? Are we being a bit naive to think that? Because Liverpool know about this three months. I I think I said it, maybe not last weekend, maybe the weekend before. I, th- I think contact has probably already been made. Um, I'm, I, I was all in on Alonso, then I watched the video, I think it was today I might have sent it to you, or yesterday. And then I found a little bit more and I put that in on it as well. So I'm doubly all in on Alonso. Um, just listening to him talk, I think even his post-match uh, interview last night was extremely impressive. Um, yeah, I I just think, and I think we, we said it in the chat and, and, and Sean, his brother Paddy was saying, like, if it's not him, who's it going to be? And you can't really see anybody else. And... I asked the question, are FSG in a position now where if it's not him, they're disappointing that I would say 75% of the fan base. Um, Because I think probably, yeah, let's say 85, maybe a little bit more. But look, you're always going to have people that maybe don't want them. But I think they're in a position now where if it's not him, whoever it is has to come in and they have to earn the respect of the crowd. Alonso walks in with the respect already in the in his back pocket and everybody will be all in on Xabi Alonso. Somebody else walking in needs to build a relationship with the with the team with the team, build a relationship with the crowd, the whole fan base. I think he's the perfect fit. I think the players that we have, we mentioned Harvey Elliott, I think you might see him deployed in a Alonso starting lineup. Rabenberg probably suits it a little bit better than maybe what he suits with us at the moment. I just think it's 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 an extremely good squad in, in an extremely good place for Alonso to come in. He's not going to come in and, and play exactly the same, but I don't think they play a whole pile different either. Um, but I'm all all in on Alonso. I... I'm, I'm, you know my reasons, so I'm not going to go into it again because people that listen to this know, know the reasons. I'm not too sure they play. I'm not too sure they play a whole way similar to Liverpool. Um, no, they don't. I, I think, I think when I watch them, I like I'm intrigued by their their back five because as soon as Bayern got the ball, I was last talking night, more so about the pressing and stuff like. Oh yeah, the pressing. Yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. But but what watching them last night, like they literally fall into a back five, bang, straight line in a five. As soon as Bayern got it, and as soon as Bayern popped into, they let them pop her into midfield, and then one of the centre halves just steps out and goes, right, I'm on top of you, and I'll follow you. And then when you play it back, I'm just dropping back into the five. So what happens is Bayern end up just actually moving themselves back towards their own fucking goal with the ball. It's actually mad to watch. And then, and, and then just about as 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 Bayern Leverkusen are about to hit them, what they do is they get them into a position where they go, when you pop this in this time. Our midfielder's going to come after you and the centre-half are going to come after you. And whenever you turn, we're going to nip it. And when we nip it then, boom, boom, boom. And we mightn't go straight for your goal. We might just play a couple of triangles around you and switch it. And then we just start playing it. I, I thought they were excellent. And um, it's like, for me, I, I, I never watch fucking German football. I watched that last night because it was the top two and I fucking hate Thomas Tuchel. Um, so... To watch that last night and just watch the way they played defensively more than attacking wise, believe it or not, just defensively to see what way they're set up. Are they because I, I always get this feeling that when teams play like that, can they be a bit open at the back? But they don't look that at all. They look like they're so disciplined in what they're doing. And they were just the way they the way they set with that five can look very defensive, but he actually lures teams in. 
and then just but but they're so they're so adventurous but dependable on the ball is, is probably the way of putting it and three months they know about Klopp and if they're looking for the next big thing like people are saying there um, Amarim is it from Sporting Lisbon is, is the other name being mentioned I haven't seen his name I don't even know who that fella is I don't even know what he looks like that yeah, wouldn't seem to be honest yeah, no, he, he, he must be really good because he's being mentioned but like Shani where are you they're three months down the line Xavi Alonso's name is popping up now and I think the biggest kicker in all this is, is that neither club have opened their mouth. Neither club. Boyle Everton's could easily come out and say something, but they haven't opened their mouth, Johnny. If there was leaks coming out, I'd be kind of going, uh, you know, is this in the balance? Are the clubs playing off against each other? But the fact there's nothing being said actually makes me more confident that it is Xavi Alonso. Keep an eye on the news in Spain. That's what I'd say. Be, be, look at the Spanish outlets because... They are always ahead of the curve when it comes to what's what's going on, especially with managers. They they had their ear on the ground with the whole Ancelotti Brazil thing, and then that was all rubbish. And they were saying, "Now Ancelotti's looking to stay on. He's been given more control at Real Madrid, which he's never had, which no manager has ever had, um, and he's extended." And the talk now in Spain is that Lopetegui is being earmarked by Leverkusen. Because Leon Kilsen are in the process now of choosing a success at the Javi Alonso. Now, fucking walks like a duck, sounds like a duck. It's normally a duck. And I agree with what you said. I think the silence, the radio silence on bow halves. I don't expect fucking Liverpool to be coming out, thrown out. I think Liverpool are way down the line in both of their acquisitions about the sporting director and a first team coach. And the sport directors at the moment is currently employed and under contract until a certain stage and will have the opportunity to get out, which I think will be the case. And the the next Liverpool manager is currently in a job mm. and in a job where there's jeopardy. So yeah. and I, I just you can't see past Shabby Alonso based on what he said in the past, based on his acumen now. I think if if FSG want to be seen as serious, which I think you can't really look, they hoard Klopp, but if they want to be saying, okay, Klopp's gone and we're still about here and we're still serious, you're going and getting the most soft that saw after my manager in the world. And it is Jabby Alonso. And mm-hmm. it, I think the stars are aligning for it. And I just it, it, it was always going to be timing with whether Alonso was ever going to get a Liverpool job. It was like, he's been talked about since he's been at Sociedad B as being one of the these upcoming coaches that players are like top class. Like, like you don't, my favourite Liverpool player ever is Jabby Alonso. I've said this. Yeah, you love him. On podcasts before this was ever a fucking thing I put into the ether. So it's easy for me to kind of get married to this idea, but I just think... Um, oh, yeah, definitely wearing a Javi Alonso pajamas most days of the week now. Just Javi Alonso pajamas to me is just being in the... Do you know what I love about... Just being right? in the notes. <laughs> yeah, just being in the Do you know what I love about... You see all these wanker managers and their runners and their chinos and their little cardigans and there's no substance. It's just all bleeding. Oh, yeah, I'm young coach and swagger. Alon- you know just by looking at Alonso, he has a bit. He had it as a player. Yeah. Look at the look at the coaches. You look at the managers he's had. <coughs> the team won. 
he's won everything you can in the game. Yeah, and like the way he carried himself as a player, it's just been fucking like example exemplary. Like I love Xavi Alonso. I hate Benito. The reason why I hate Rafa Benitez is because of his treatment. What he done to Xavi Alonso? Yeah, yeah, in the end, um, I I can't see past it. I can't see past. It. I think it's an open goal. Um, I think it'd be the best appointment to be made, and I think it will be. What speaks volumes is is that. Opposition fans going, oh, yeah, they're going to get Alonso. What's he doing in the game? They don't want us to have him because they all know how good he is. And put it this way, right? If you don't think Alonso is good enough to manage Liverpool, he's going to be the next. He's going to he's going to manage Madrid because if he's not managing Liverpool, he's managing Real Madrid, and if he's not managing Real Madrid, he's managing Bayern Munich. Yeah. That's that's the caliber of him. If you don't think he has the stones, just look at what they do. People are turning around saying the free flow football there. He Fucking took Leibach kills and out of gutter last year, shored them up completely. That's what he had to do. And they were defensively solid for the back end. And then he was like, Do you know what? Give me a summer, give me a pre season. I'm going to make a few clever signings. He brings Xhaka in, who's been fucking. I always like Xhaka as a player. I'm not going to lie. I think he's a good player, good system player. And if you put the right players around him, you get the best out of him. And he, he brings Grimaldo in from Benfica, who's been a fucking revelation. He's taking Nathan Teller. Who got Burnley promoted last year in the championship and turned him into one of the best boy attackers in Europe? He's a proper fucking coach with proper substance. You seen him after the game yesterday? You seen him out how he how he carries himself and then the interviews. He's ready for it. He's ready for it. I, I just I feel the stars have aligned, and I think Jurgen Klopp is an absolute fucking lawyer that he said he's had no influence about who's coming in because I can fucking I know for a fact in my own heart. He's already had conversations with him mm. about coming in. I just I feel oh. like it's aligned. I really do. I, this isn't a fucking Bellingham thing point in the sky. I just feel like there's an alignment here where he can mark out Leiva kills in the champion and and into Liverpool, mm. a team ready to go again, ready to make his mark, and he doesn't yeah. have to fucking rip up the whole script. There's a, a team ready made from there at Liverpool who the fans will fucking. Will yeah. already be on a side, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. for me, it's a tap in. It's a tap in. I, I, it's yeah, the way the way, this, the way the situation of the clubs has gone as well, because Real Madrid, like if you say if Ancelotti's extending, um, Bayern Munich have Tuchel, but do Bayern Munich fucking get rid of Tuchel and look to bring in Alonso? But I don't think Alonso, after doing that, Leverkusen might go there. I think I think you're right. I think the fact that no, do you know what it is? If Liverpool know about since since November, right, or if Klopp decided tomorrow that you know. Fucking, I'm going. Liverpool then have a process to start, and I think Bayern Munich have probably already started a process with regards to Thomas Tuchel, which puts Bayern Munich ahead of Liverpool in what they're doing. But the fact that Liverpool know this three months ago, surely they're looking going right. Who is the candidate? Who is the one we want? And Klopp definitely has an influence on it. That you'd be mad he not would. to. Fell- yeah, Carl, I think he is because he's there. He's there nine years and he's handing it over. And he, yeah, he is he, too much. The, the reason he has an influence on it for me is that he could have went to the end of last season and he cared too much that he wanted to make it right before he could say, right, I can go now because I've, I've put us kind of back where we should be. And, and look, I think a lot of people don't want to get too attached to Xavi Alonso in case it doesn't happen. And that's understandable. And people are kind of going, I don't see beyond Xavi Alonso. There is managers beyond Xavi Alonso, let's be honest. But I think right well, now, I, I agree with you. Know, I agree with you. He's, he's, he's Real Madrid manager. 
I think he's Real Madrid manager if Liverpool don't go and do him. I, th- I agree. Emma, I'll give you the last word on this. Is he, is he Real I, Madrid I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think if he's given the option of all three, he takes them in the order of Liverpool, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. That's, and Shana, you you know a little bit more about the Ancelotti thing. When did Ange- when did the talk, talks of him extending come around? It's when already no, no. I know that, but when did that start? Um, October. I have, October. I, oh, okay. I, I have this thing in my head that Klopp told Liverpool in November, and then Ancelotti extends in December, and I'm thinking, was contact already made? And, and they were told no. Not 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 Madrid. So no, would did Liverpool make contact with Alonso? And maybe Madrid were trying to sound him out as well. And they were told, look, he has something sorted. I'm not saying that he was said they was going to Liverpool and then they said, Right, let's extend Ancelotti. You never know, but but the thing is um... Put it this way, if it wasn't gonna be Alonso, there would have been PR moves at the club to be fanning the flames of that already and quelling them and saying, Do you know what? They they like the job that he's doing at you, but they're looking away somewhere else. And that's that's honestly, I I reckon the fact that nothing's being said would make me more confident. Yeah, exactly. That's I think, the way I, I that, that's where I think it is. Anyway, look, we're going over time as we always fucking do. But before we go, um, a couple of links are in the description whether you're watching now or they're listening on download tomorrow. So a couple of important ones. Um, our fundraiser for fans apartment field banks and the lighthouse um is in there. <clears throat> Ten thousand euro is our target. You've heard this loads and loads of times already. You're gonna hear loads and loads of times more. But the link is in there if you want to donate. Please do a fiver, a tenner is massive if you keep doing that. As I always say, if all the people watching here gave a tenner um we um, and everyone that downloads um, gave a tenner we'd be well over the, gave a fiver we'd be well over the target so if you can please do it the link is in the description football prizes um, have two prizes up at the moment one has a day to go which is the Harvey Elliott signed and dedicated um, Liverpool jersey and um, there's some tickets there if you want to do that the link is in the description there's only I think that's over at 7pm tomorrow so get in there and get that the link is there and the last one is um, the Xavi Alonso one funny enough has a couple of days to run I think and that one is signed framed with LED and with built in TV on that one there's instant prizes to be won on both of those links as well so if you want to get in there get yourself a ticket or two help out uh, football prizes brilliant stuff their stuff is excellent by the way anyone I've spoken to that's won with them said the quality is exceptional everything has the certificate of authentication as well just to let you know and um, last but not least Phil Casey of this parish is doing five challenges as we'll call them um, <clears throat> between now and the end of the year that involves like running up hills mountains cycling I think he's canoeing like, he's fucking doing all you know him he's mad but he's doing these for the Laurel Inn Hospice, um, which is a, another brilliant, brilliant charity. So if you can, the link is in the description. It's an I donate link. Go in there, give him a few quid as well. Um, so if you have a tenner, right? If you have a tenner, give a fiver to us and a fiver to him. And if you have another fiver on top of that, buy us a ticket from Football Prizes. James says, I still can't get on the Telegram. Email us, talkingcop1 at gmail.com. And if you're a member, we will get you sorted and into them. Um, what's on this week, says Gab. Uh, Gab says, Paul, um, what's on this week? I should be here at 10 in the morning. We should be back uh, tomorrow night at 10. We will have the greatest on Thursday. That will be Keith, Phil and Keith, Phil and Matt. Um, and we'll throw something else in. I'm away with work this week, so um, I'll be organising it all from um, 
miles away but i will do it and um, of course we'll be back for the match next saturday we'll be back next sunday and as much as we can get in during the week we absolutely will uh emma anything else before we go yeah if you haven't looked at the post-match show or listened to the post-match show yesterday listen mm. to it for kev o'sullivan's impression of macho man randy savage okay <laughs> It's absolute quality, and, he, and, he, and he, he he caught he caught Matt off guard as well. He says, honestly, he says, come on here. I didn't expect Kev O'Sullivan to do a macho man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, but it's, it caught me off guard as well. Okay, okay, good stuff. <laughs> uh, what's the go with bang average goals? Says James Stevens. We will be back. The, the weather has been appalling, right? And I love golf, and I go out and play golf, but I'm not going out to film golf while me and Neely trudge around in fucking six inches of muck and we can't hit the ball when it's dry imagine us trying to hit it in a bleeding in a field that's bleeding underwater so um it will be back very very soon we're hoping to get the film and starting again our plan is to film two days a month and now with those two days we will have a videos so with those eight videos hopefully every month six weeks about constantly keep you a video per week that is it is absolutely is cool. hurry up i'm about to miss some Shani, you won't the, miss anything anything else before we go no man butchering the american national anthem is the best part of the silver bowl the whole time who's on a half time uh, now crystal swing and the ghost of Joe <laughs> crystal swing and the ghost of joe dolan a joe dolan hologram Make yeah, me before, before we go, James CBR is asking about the email. In Spanish, yes. James CBR is asking about the email. It's on the Instagram as well, James. Yeah. Talking, have a look. Talkingcop one at gmail.com T A L K I N K O P one at gmail.com dot anything else before we go? Uh, no, no, all no. good. No, okay. Good stuff. Right, that has been the Talking Cop for Sunday night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks to Emma. Thanks to Shani. We're all, all, all off to watch some fella make a bollocks of the, the National Anthem. Usher and Joe Dolan and Crystal Swinger on a half-time and go join. Usher Celtics on that 12s. Usher Celtics on that 12s. dancing. Go on, talk to you a little bit. Over and out. <laughs> Podcast Network.